Drink some beer. Welcome. Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Not yet. End of the year. End of the year. Good year. Bad year. Medium year. Medium year, I think. It feels better than the, the last couple of years. We've sort of got to act together a bit more musically, getting ready to release a new EP, get back on the pendulum stuff. Getting ready to massage the old musical <laughs> mule. Mule. Massage that mule, man. Yeah. So I hope wherever you are listening to this, you're having an impeccable Christmas. If I sound weird, I've got a cold. F- FYI. That's all fine. Maybe maybe a cold makes me sound better. Maybe a cold makes me sound better. I had a laugh effects track there, but it didn't work. How many fucking... Ah, shit. <laughs> That's perfect for me. What? It a bit worked. of CSI for the criminals and a bit of... A, a bit of maybe the, the CSI effect for me finding the sound effect and then the womp for there you go. being wrong. I, I, I rewatched the whole series of Hannibal. Did you? Fucking amazing. That Mads Mikkelsen dude's fucking brilliant actor. Is it based off the film? It's based off the book that the dudes that the dude wrote. Right. So yeah. Kind of like Dexter and all those. Yeah, but I think what I think what Hannibal does is it leads up to the So you know Silence of the Lambs came out. Yeah. And then they did a prequel which was Edward Norton, a cold dragon. Yeah. And that's when Hannibal's the start of the whole movie is Hannibal's caught by Edward Norton and then Edward Norton goes into the the mental asylum to like ask him for advice. <laughs> it sounds great. So that's it's a prequel to all that. So it's about Edward Norton's character's relationship with this incredible psychiatrist called Hannibal Lecter. Oh, so Edward Norton's actually in the Netflix. No, he's not. No. Oh. It's a different guy playing that character, but it's amazing. It's got um Morpheus from Matrix in it. Lawrence Fishburne. No way. He's a good actor, then, dude. He's a great actor. He should be in more things. Should definitely be in more things. Yeah. Less sci-fi things and more police things. Yeah. IMO. Yeah. So what, what's been going on apart from us working on this EP? Uh, finishing music. Slowly dealing with other shit. Fucking, what else? Not that anyone cares, but we, that we you, sold the, the cab, stu- the... <clears throat> I won't say the, the name of the place. Well, it was in Camden. It was in Camden. In we can London, say that because it doesn't matter now. You sold it. Yeah, but it's where we wrote immersion. Uh, I did the Ghost and Stuff vocal. We did what else? What the Knife Party album? All the Knife Party all album. The, everything from Knife Party. All the singles. Until. Basically everything uh, since 2010, and we finally sold the building. The condemned poor building. Well, I finally sold the building, uh, which un- unfortunately got. Sort of infested with mold by the end, and uh, <laughs> the ghosts of music mold. But that was the studio where Five Young Cannibals recorded that incredible snare that we featured on the Muzzy. Five Young Cannibals, yeah, and also I think it was uh, Trevor Horn used it, didn't he? Yeah, he, that was like his production studio uh, for like new artists that he'd found. And I think the first number one track was sampled audio was also made in that in that same studio. No way. Yeah, and that was... Uh, in Pendulum Studio. Yeah. And that was this You're one. You're having a laugh, mate. <laughs> 19 by Paul Hardcastle. Vietnam. Wow. Vietnam, it was 19. <laughs> Vietnam. That was like, that was when something first came out and everyone was so amazed that you could... I can't even do it. You Reverend Roddy Reagan, Reverend Roddy Reagan. Yeah. Well, that wasn't any better. We've had wine, so that explains it. Well, 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 well. But everyone was amazed that you could use samples to repeat voices. 
That's sick. So yeah, legacy building, but it's all gone. That was like a protest song against Vietnam. Vietnam, as well. yeah. No one gave a shit. They just like the no 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 nineteen knees. So what do you think will happen to that building? Do you reckon the developers will turn it into? I don't know. Um, the neighbor was like, look, if there's any more building in here, I'm going to fucking kill someone. So please tell me if you sell the house and I'm going to move out. And I forgot. So, <laughs> Poor neighbor. Yeah. So 64-year-old neighbor Lynn, if you're listening, uh, <laughs> move Sorry. out. Sorry for the... But then she couldn't hear us working in the studio because it was soundproofed. No. She was the only neighbor that was nice though. She was cool. Shout out to Lynn. We got the Camden Lifestyle. Um, should we play a tune? Yeah, so we've got um, lots of amazing music. Lots of amazing Play music. the, um, or the one at the top of the list, you know the one. <laughs> All right. This is uh, Pressure, the Valentino Khan remix. Big up, Valentino.
What the fuck is that app? That's so cool. Uh, some S Mule thing where you fucking pay a billion pounds to make your own rap, make your own theme tune. Amazing. So, um, we've got some segments. We've got loads of segments. We always have. Always it's good. Have to, I mean, this is. Let's make this the podcast to end 2018's incredible track record of podcasts that have been, if I do say so myself, very uninteresting. <laughs> Slash interesting. Which ones do you listen to behind? Besides, I I just the only one, if I'm truly honest with you and myself and the audience, is the Jake. Is Jake's my favourite? Just because he's kill the noise. Does he have a podcast? No, I know. I mean, like our podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's been a big year for podcasts. If if memes are anything to a yeah. to, to attest to, but. I mean, the, pretty much the highlight was the Elon Musk weed smoking moment, I think. I mean, you know, I know a lot of people out there will disagree with me that that was a big moment, but I think Jake smoking a wasp, <laughs> Jake admitting on yeah. our podcast that he smoked a wasp was probably <laughs> on par with Elon Musk saying that everything is a simulation. Definitely. I mean, that's just me. You know, you can disagree with me if you like, but you know, that's where I'm at with that. Yeah. So. I mean, just because Joe Rogan has... A billion people, and we've got twenty. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't attest to quality. No, Jake smoked a wasp. I think that's more important than family values <laughs> <laughs> and shareholders' agreements. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there is news. Uh, a whole shitload of it, apparently. Amazing. Super Christmas news. Well, what you got? Apparently, Zed, uh, the producer of stuff, uh, has a distaste of Sheck Wes's Mo Bumba, uh, which is this tune. The, is that that hip hop thing? Yeah, it's uh, it's this one. Let me play it. Yeah, I mean, I, I can understand that he doesn't like that. It's not really to his German tastes. It just sounds like the bog standard shit, really. It's just more of the same fucking six nine trippy red, whatever. But you, is this the song you were telling me that it was just absolutely massive everywhere in the states right now? Yeah, it's like there's there's like compilations of people going fucking ham and cheese to it. <laughs> ham and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> and motherfuckers go ham and cheese. Yeah. And there's videos where, like, the building's breaking apart so fast. I mean, so uh, the building's sort of breaking apart. They're fucking jumping around so much, like, crumbling. And, like, dust in the air, fucking the floor wobbling. It's fucking nuts. Well, I mean, you know, that's a testament to health and safety in the States, then. They need to be making sure that these buildings are supported for... Well, it's probably... It's all wood. back back alley raves. It's all, like, wood and drywall. <laughs> that's their problem. Why is that? You know when you're driving down... Highway, whatever number, sixty six, sixty six for example, wherever that is, and you see the frames of American buildings are all in wood. Yeah, why is it motherfucking wood? Well, well in LA, it's because like building regulations, you have to have so it's so they are like safe from earthquakes, but more prone to fire. <laughs> yeah. So what about fire? What are you doing? Why is the framework? I mean, we use cinder blocks out here. We are cinder blocks out here. I think it's because, like, in an earthquake, maybe the cinder blocks will dislodge and fall on people. And right, and a wood frame is catch on fire. Yeah, but in California, they've got bear fires. 
Yeah, more than earthquakes. But I mean, how do ja- how do the Japanese do it? They fucking get away with it. That was the mad thing. Do you remember when um, we were on the way to the show? The last, whatever the last time was, we were in Japan, and they the driver pulled into a fuel station, and all the fuel hoses came from up. They came from the roof. So all the fuel, uh, I guess, reservoirs were like suspended instead of of in the concrete. So I guess if the the ground's going to wobble about and the fuel's not going to rupture and, God, the Japanese do it good, don't they? Apparently the nuclear reactors have done like that as well. The the only reason Fukushima um, was a problem was that the the, the earthquake was so fucking sick. It was a sick earthquake, yeah. yeah. That uh, A sickly, terrible earthquake, Rob. Yeah. Do you know that there's there's a reactor they still... Uh, maybe now they know where it is, but, like, for a good couple of years after that, the Fukushima disaster happened, there was a reactor that they didn't even know where it was. Like, they could be like, so where's reactor 5, for example? And they're like, we don't know. Just floated away. No, what it did is it sunk it... It was so hot, it sunk itself into oh, the bedrock. That's like Simpsons cartoon-level yeah, things. So it melted itself and then and then obviously cooled and encased itself in glass because it was um, into the sand, into the bedrock of the beach where, where it was situated. So they're like, so we still haven't... So reactor fire, for example, is technically still missing. But depending, depending on how far I went down, it's possibly safer down there. Oh, know? yeah, completely. I mean, otherwise, what are you going to do, encasing con- concrete like Chernobyl and... I'd love to visit Chernobyl. I'd love to visit Chernobyl. I was on PlayStation the other day. Good um, plug. There's other game platforms available. But PlayStation, give us free shit. Um, They're not going to. There, <laughs> there was a, a tour Chernobyl VR experience. Oh, fuck. Yeah. How do you find all these? I never find anything good on it. Go to the go to the section where it's like games. Everything I find apps, is like... And then go to the VR <laughs> section. Be a goldfish. Like, <laughs> don't want to be one. <laughs> oh, it was amazing. And there's there's two David Attenborough things, VR experiences. One on the Barrier Reef and one is just like really small animals. You, you got me onto that Titanic one. The where Titanic one the scared Titanic. the shit out of me. For anyone out there that wants a VR experience to scare the shit out of you, don't be going to know uh, horror movie kind of... Don't be a goldfish. Don't like, be a goldfish. Go to the Titanic one. It's terrifying. This is the problem I had with it though, is that like... Not only do you have to explore the Titanic, which is already pretty long. Um, <laughs> did you get, so I just I lapped up every second, but I get, you just did you get like a bit fed up with well, having see, to? On top of like exploring it, you also have to like help probably build the fucking explorer ship, and then you've got to fetch some artifacts and clean oh, them. Oh right, so you were doing the game mode. So in the game mode, you have to go and find like old letters and and. And, and you got to dip them in acid and yeah, like yeah, fucking yeah. Wash shit to clean them. And then you got to talk to someone that fucking helps you launch like a little thing. Yeah, so that's the game mode. But there's, there's an experience mode where it just sort of takes you around the bow. Because oh, so, wow. obviously the ship is separated into two sections. So there's a stern in the bow because it's split in half as it sunk. Did you do the bit where it shows you what it would have been like roughly if you were in one of the life rows, lifeboats? I did. And there were, sunk. yeah, it was crazy. It was all fucking, I mean, it took a while to start. Happening, but then how quickly does it sink? F- fucking quick. I'm, in fact, I'm not even sure that that was realistic. It, like, I'm, pre- was no... I'm, I'm fairly sure that, like, based on all the sort of simulations they do, that's how quickly it sunk. It was kind of one of those things, like Millhouse is like, first it started falling over, then it fell over. The thing that was, I don't know, I found messed up. They're all like, women and children first, women and children. I'm like, fuck you, man. I've got, I've got tunes. Like, I've got, something, <laughs> I've got something to contribute. What the fuck does Betsy over there have to do? Like, what would we do on Holy Ship? Would be like, look. <laughs> let's on the raft. Let's on the raft, mate. Yeah. Skrillex first. <laughs> Skrillex first. <laughs> then um, then A track. Then uh, 
Dead Ma- no, not Dead Mouse. He was in trouble. He can then, stay. Uh, then um, <laughs> it is mad how quickly it sunk. If that's if that's representative of how quickly it, you know they used computer models to try and figure out how quickly these sections would flood and how quickly the two sections would snap and how quickly it would have sunk. I mean, maybe it was being it was literally up. like a minute, wasn't it? Maybe it was being pulled under by the water, especially fast, or the weight underneath the water or something. Well, I, I think the way the computer models work is they know the blueprint of it, so they computer model the blueprint of the whole Titanic and then they say, right, if there's a rupture here, these bits would flood this quickly, this would flood this quickly, and then... You know, they use like a physics engine, probably the Unreal Engine, <laughs> that, that all the games use, something like that. But yeah, like a reputable physics engine just to decide how quickly these things would over, overflow and what the weight would do and how it would flood. And it's mad how it's kind of like, everything's okay, everything's okay, everything's okay. And that's just fun. <laughs> yeah. And it just sinks in like 60 seconds. Terrifying. I was just glad I was on the boat. I, feel, I think a better experience would be just be stuck on the boat, watching the women and children leave as you're just stuck there. But you've got like the wand so you can do a middle <laughs> finger to them. Yeah. Fuck all y'all. But the band, the band played on. Rest in peace, Titanic. Would you, stupid ship. Would you play on? Holy ship sinking. And would you keep playing? Well, so we're on the decks. Yeah, we're, we're up to internet friends. We're up to internet friends. Which we, we're which in the we, middle of the set. <laughs> which we still shop, stopped playing ages ago. So, right. So we're in the middle of the set. Yeah. Uh, boop, 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 boop. And then the, then the, we struck strike an iceberg. <laughs> that was much better. Um, no, fuck, fuck your set. Yeah. You're done. <laughs> not even you're not even sticking around for bonfire, dude. Those fans paid for a fucking ticket. Well, they, they're going to be dead in a minute. That's probably, well, <laughs> let them go down and you telling me they don't get to enjoy one last show, bro. We're going to get tweeted this. So you think we don't deserve the rest of the set? If you, the ship's going to sink? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'd be quite vigilant with, I mean, given how many times Jake tried to jump off the ship the last time we were there, <laughs> I think I'd be quite vigilant for ship safety. Dude, let's fucking kill ourselves. <laughs> Jake, no. no. You're drunk. <laughs> Sit down. Yeah. yeah, no, I think I would be, I'd probably mix in the next song. Right. And let that, like a long one, like... Um, um, and then just Mo Bumba, and then just loop it. Yeah, I'd loop, yeah, loop in Mo Bumba. Loop it over like eight bars. To give them, you know, a bit of variety. Yeah, <laughs> chuck that in for me. And then I would run to the nearest lifeboat as we drilled it when we got on, which is the safety procedures of said ship. Okay, so glug 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 Sinking on a fucking boat. Thank you very much for coming, everybody. It's been a great pleasure to perform for you the first half of our set. The ship is sinking, so I'm going to. Head myself over to the life draft. So is Rob, and our tour manager Jamal is going to come with us. So, if you would like to finish your dancing, head to the nearest life draft as per the uh, safety and escape procedures that we abandon ship. You fuckers better float as we practice at the beginning of the journey. So, interrupt <laughs> the announcement <laughs> that we, as we go. I hope you've all enjoyed your experience on. No more announcements. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's how I do it. That's exactly how I do it. Let's practice that again. So, if in the case the next time we're on a cruise ship, which seems to happen quite often, if I'm honest, we have a an escape regime just for our own safety. So, anyway, enough about sinking ships. Yeah, it's 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 a bit of a, a. Oh, we I forgot the fucking point of that whole news bit, and we've been talking for like 15 minutes. Um, That's good. The thing is that, like, apparently Zed 
Uh, I don't actually know what he said, but okay. He said, I just heard the song Mo Bumba by Sheck Wears for the first time and I have so many questions, dot, dot, dot. Well, that's not that negative. Come on. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's a, that's called, a, what do they call it? A news grab. It's like. That's not even, that's not negative for shit. That's just like, he's got so many questions. Maybe one of his questions is, why is it so good? <laughs> I have the same questions. Yeah. Who why made is, that? It's why a brilliant is it so big? If you know why it's so big, text or tweet us or Skype us. Maybe it was like, how'd they make that snare? Exactly. You don't know what the fucking questions are. Sensationalist twat. Um, but anyway, apparently Alice in Wonderland and A-Track got involved and they were calling it the best song of the year. I think that's a bit far. I get it with A-Track. You know, he's a hip-hop don from way back. I guess I get why he'd like it. Why does he make hip-hop then? Or does he? Because yeah, he does that night-based shit, doesn't he? He's, yeah, and he scratches. He's, he's amazing. Remember when we drunkenly ruined his scratching set on a ship? Did we? Lo and behold, on a ship as well. It was a holy ship. It was me. It was holy ship. There are other ships available. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that. But then again, I never know who it is that I'm meeting. If I've come out and shook your hand in the last 10 years, I probably have no idea who you are. Apologies to all the people who we've shaken the hands of and don't remember if we've met you before. Yeah, I'm just bad with faces, which apparently is quite common. I'm bad with names. No, faces. I think it's called like propagnosia. Yeah, there's there's a, a condition for it. Yeah, propagnosia. Uh, pros, prosopagnosia. Uh, um, harking back to um, Hannibal on Netflix, there's an episode on one of the one of the Hannibal episodes. There's a killer. There's a serial killer who has a brain disease, and she can't see faces, so she just is killing loads of people. So the faces just appear like blank to just her, blank, or? just completely right. blank. And it's part. It's actually. It's actually a known medical condition. I think it's. Um, it is. Uh, it could could be the same thing. Although I think this is one. It's just the inability to recognize faces. So you see them, and you're like, mm, no idea who that is. Yeah, th- this was um, limbic encephalitis, which is swelling of the brain in certain parts from infection or genetic predisposition or all sorts of things. But it's limbic encephalitis, and it makes. Your makes you hallucinate and and it can press on certain parts of the brain and it can make you not recognize faces or all sorts of weird shit. There was some research uh, done by my sister's boyfriend. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to mention that, but I'm going to uh, into whether prosopagnosia is more common amongst celebrities, really, uh, than the general public. Yeah, just because they because see, of saturation of meeting yeah, people. Yeah, and they see so many people coming out to them like, oh my god, hello! That it just fucking kind of short circuit something and they can't I guess as well as because if you go into coping mechanisms they're in a part of the brain that's like fight or flight which are typically not remembered so that's why people don't remember trauma and they and they put trauma into their subconscious yeah so if <laughs> meeting people in the public's a traumatic section of the brain you would blanket that I'm wondering like what's the limit though like surely you recognize your mum and surely, like, someone that you've known for ages, you recognize them. But, like, what's the limit? Like, someone that you meet every two weeks you wouldn't recognize? Or what the fuck? There's got to be, like, a threshold there. Well, a- any time that I've been, uh, I've struggled with faces, it's only been from single meetings. If it's more than twice, I will, um, what's the what's the computer terminology? Hard write that to, to memory, to ROM. Who's the biggest person that you've not known who it was that came up to you, that you found out later? Um, it was Theo Hutchcraft from Hertz, and he was dating. Who was the? Who was Is that the, the good-looking dude? The super good-looking dude. 
and I love that song. I even bootlegged it, and I'd sent, I'd emailed it to him, like I bootlegged your song. Um, but and then he, I, I met him somewhere, and he was like, "Hi, hello." I'm like, "Oh shit, sorry, I'm so sorry." Who was he? Who was he dating? Um, Dita Von Tees. Yeah, the, the burlesque. burlesque chick, yeah. yeah. Mine was Pete Tong. He came up going like, hey man, I love the music. I'm like, hey, thanks dude. And like, <laughs> afterwards I was like, who the fuck was that? Yeah. I, I know exactly what you mean. Uh, Pete's, he, yeah, he, he's got quite a, um, he looks like three people that I know. Fat Boy Slim, at least a couple of other people. Dan Dan MPK, if you still exist, from Adelaide. He looks quite similar to him. <laughs> the DJ. And they promote, he was a promoter from one of our first gigs uh, as well. Right. Yeah, I get that. Faces are, you know, they've got similarities. It's difficult. Yeah. It's all good topics, Lou. Anyway, uh, what else? News. More news? Um, do we have any incredible facts? I know we've got that incredible facts generator that we can use. What are you talking about? No, we don't. <laughs> what a bull-faced lie. Exciting fact of the week. Okay. So, Robert, <clears throat> these facts are un- <laughs> well. One fact that was not is is it a Christmassy fact? Since we're we're verging on Christmas, kind of. Um, in Japan, it is completely acceptable to name your child prostitute or buttocks. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who said that? So, prostitute or buttocks is completely legit in Japan. With a translation, or just. Uh, it must be, because if the name is just buttocks in English, then that's a fair game. Because it's in English, you don't know what the fuck it means, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I feel sorry for the people that are named buttocks or prostitute. <laughs> that's, that seems... I'm dubious about that one. I think I'd be proud to be called buttocks. I feel like I deserve another fact. That, that one's... That one's... Um... All right, well, the next one that's not from a generator. Exciting fact of the week. Apparently the penis... Of a barnacle may reach up, <laughs> may reach up. <laughs> barnacle, yeah. the, pe- the, pe- the penis of a barnacle <laughs> may no. reach up to twenty times its body size. Is that one of those moments where you're like, "What? What? Why am I reading that?" The penis of a barnacle. You know, the the penis of a orca whale is fifteen <laughs> foot long. Is it? You yeah. s- you've seen one, haven't you? At the Iceland Museum. I of did Dicks. see. I did see one at the Iceland Museum. For all those people that want to see a museum of penises, there is one located in Reykjavik, Iceland. You know what? I can't think of anyone who wouldn't want to see that shit. It, oh, it is, it is it is a madhouse in there, Lisa. Maybe it, like maybe like homophobes that are secretly gay and trying to avoid dicks, they wouldn't want to see it. But like everyone it's else, it's not sexy though. It's like it's they're all in petri dishes. Not no, petri but it's dishes. fucking fascinating, man. I want to see like a hedgehog. Oh, it's so fascinating. I want to see a hedgehog's dick. What does that look like? Um, pelican's dick. Bring it you, on. you should see a, a fox's dick has barbed fucking cartilage that like anchors itself inside the the um, birth canal of the female fox. So so once he he um, penetrates the opposite sex, yeah, it it like it locks itself in there. And a, there's a pig's one is a corkscrew, isn't it? Yeah, a pig's. See, everyone thought the pig's tail was curly. No, it's the dick. <laughs> the, the pigs have got a curly old dick. Yeah. I don't know why. I'm I'm assuming that genetically and via evolution that the female, the swine, I believe they're called. So that means the pussy must be like the opposite, the opposite screw it's shape. It's corkscrewy. No? Yeah. So they slot together. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Well, except again, it makes it hard to get up. Man, the animal kingdom's full of fucking rape. 
Oh yeah, completely. Have you been watching Dynasty? I've seen yes. I have. I, have, I didn't finish the Foxes one because it bored me, but all the others I've seen. I don't know if they have this in America, but Dynasty has been um, been shown on UK TV. It's like a BBC kind of like Planet Earth sort yeah. of thing. And it's about the dynasty of certain endangered species around the world. And David Attenborough, obviously our legend uh, and knighted official, MBE, OBE, all those. He narrates it and it's it's incredible. What have they done so far? They've done penguins. They've done penguins, lions. Lion, uh, uh, it's, it's like a... Some fucking dark-haired wolf. Yeah, so it's a, it's a wolf. It looks like a hyena, but it's a wolf and it's in... And then they've done tigers... Yeah, tigers. tigers. And that was the third one I can't remember. Uh, fuck knows. Jaguar? No. Uh, no, it's gone. The chimpanzees. Chimpanzees, yeah. yeah. That was the most interesting to me because because um, apparently, I mean, some scientists have said that the chimpanzee has the basic kind of uh, the basic kind of grasp, even you know, at a at a um, an adult age, a chimpanzee has a like roughly. A toddler's kind of grasp on things, so they can they can lash out and be aggressive, and they can they can be kind and and nurturing. But they reckon like there's a ballpark where you can liken the the emotional intelligence of a chimpanzee to sort of that of like a three or four year old right. human. Yeah, and it's it's fucking pretty mad because they have the obviously they have the strength of five times of man. Yeah, they can and the biting strength of. A million crocodiles with lasers. The one I found the most interesting was the uh, the penguin one, which was the first. But uh, so I don't know if I was, it was just like first viewing bias, but it was like the fact that penguins are fucking they they're cute, but they are cunts, man. Uh, you know, apparently one of the first people to like, research penguins properly was so appalled by like what he saw in terms of like rape and uh, like young abandonment and yeah, pedophilia yeah, yeah. amongst the penguins. Apparently, he was so shocked and appalled by the stuff he saw that he refused to disclose his research when he got back to England. They were like, so, so what happened with the penguin, uh, penguins, Captain James? Nothing, nothing, yeah. nothing. Just don't ask me. <laughs> they were fine. Super cute. Nothing else. Yeah, Good penguins, penguins, penguins. Goodbye. Bye. And that was it. That's but bad. in the episode, the thing I found craziest was that they just, if, the, if something's happening, like the wind is too cold and too fierce, fierce, they'll just abandon the fucking young. Yeah, no, if... Because there, there was a section, you know, at the end of the episode, they do a section where they um, uh, show the behind the scenes, and there was that whole section where they were they were filming. Uh, a, a couple of the penguins had fallen down. <laughs> Merry Christmas! Th- thank you, Rob's just poured me a glass of wine. Um, they'd fallen down a ravine, and these the fathers, because the fathers look after the young, they had to. Um, figure out how to get up this ravine and it's like you can either let your baby die or survive yeah and um some of the, some of them tried to do it but they eventually they're just like they just kick the baby out and just rolls and it's like you know the the little penguin from happy feet just rolling down this ravine to die and yeah. they make a sound when they kicked out as well kind of like <laughs> it, it does sound like mum it's like mum mum <laughs> oh, it's terrible yeah it's pretty penguins up. are terrible yeah don't be fooled by the hollywood at the same time, I don't know. You can't really compare it in terms of human things, but if you've got a bunch of babies tied to your leg that are slowing you from getting away from an axe murderer, sorry, the, them babies got to go. Yeah, you got to leave them. It's survival. Survival of the fittest. Yeah. And if the fittest is you over your... Penguin brethren. One month. 
penguin <laughs> bro, then fuck it. Poor penguins. Anyway, enough about penguins. They've had enough airtime. And so does David Attenborough. Let's play some music. Oh, he needs more airtime, if anything. All right, this is a this is a different one. This is by uh, I don't even know how to say his name. How many times have I said that? Uh, Faye uh chasing mm-hmm. Saturn, and this this whole album fucking blew me away. So if you get a chance, go and hear it. Uh, it's from the album Clarity.
That's so good. That's amazing. I can't, I can't really liken it to a Christmassy vibe, but um, I'm just, I mean, I'm superimposing Christmassy vibes and everything. That was amazing. That's probably one of my favorite albums of 2018 or even before. It's like, uh, I was trying to think of what our, because kind of a little bit of it reminded me of early Pendulum stuff. And I was trying to figure out where, like, if we had a shared influence or something. Right. And then yeah. I saw that it was following Maynard James Keenan from a tool in a perfect circle that was like eh, that makes go. sense yeah that's a crossover it also reminds me of that hyperdub era that sort of flourished itself very early in dubstep's beginnings yeah. with um, burial burial and, and all that love that that stuff never really went anywhere did it it's I mean like, it's, it's still around it's just it's sort of like ambient garage kind of hyperdub yeah I love that burial stuff it's really cool I liked the first album everything after that was a bit eh, it was alright I didn't even know it. It's, that, it's only that first album that I ever listened to. Yeah, it was good though. I love it. I fucking love it. So, um, I th- think before we before we move on, we should probably like, since we're wrapping up the year, and maybe we should like just have a quick. I mean, you know, we're very anti-plug. We're not pluggers. We're not pluggers over here at the Knifecast. But um, we should probably mention before we sign off for the year uh, what we're doing next year. Yeah, we'll have an, a Knife Party EP coming out very soonish, and um, like the next three months, hopefully. Back into Pendulum stuff, and then yeah, and then as as soon as I mean, it's pretty much done now, and we're gonna uh, and we're gonna head straight into Pendulum. So there we go. You heard it first, motherfuckers. We've already we've already got quite a bit for it. Quite we a lot, actually. We haven't actually played any of it to anybody. Well, I've heard it. <laughs> Shove that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah. So yeah, um, so early knife knife party EP, and then bang onto Pendulum for new material. Yeah, and that's not us joking on Twitter and lying. We will actually do it. Yes. So now we've said that we have to. Yeah. No, the, the past couple of years have been a weird one. There've been all sorts of delays and fucking emergencies and random shit happening. Hap- happening, happening. I don't know. I don't know what it's like for you personally, mate. But for me. Um, I don't know. Just doing the doing the Pendulum Live stuff again, coming back. It's just been fun for the first time in a very long time. I think when we left Pendulum and started Knife Party, it was because Pendulum just wasn't fun anymore. Yeah, it was, it was starting to get a bit long in the tooth. Yeah, and a lot. Although everyone around us screamed at us and said we're crazy for stopping a band like that, you know, it felt right, and so we did it. So fuck you, <laughs> naysayers. But yeah. yeah, we're coming back. Well, the good thing about having two projects is that if you're ADD, <laughs> like we are, you can uh, you can sort of bounce between projects. You get bored of Pendulum, you do enough, but you get bored of that, you do the other. It's it's quite therapeutic. Would we be mental to make a third act? Yes, right. I think that would that would venture into the bounds of stressful. Too many things. Unless the third act was like meditation music or like well, super chill, like that failure. Chill stuff. party, chill party, yeah. Or R- relax, gang. Yoga. No, fuck that. Yoglo. Like <laughs> y- yoga and YOLO. Yoglo. Yoglo should be a genre of music where yeah. it's like a glow up for yoga plats. And he, he dresses as a worm. <laughs> <laughs> a, a glow worm. Which okay. apparently, did you know? That's another that's another thing. Sound like that. Exciting fact of the week. Another one. How hit, many hit facts me. do you want? Hit me. Alright. Uh Peter Gabriel was yeah. kicked out of Genesis uh for wanting to uh, dress up as a worm on stage. 
Oh, well, now that makes me feel bad for suggesting that I should have dressed like a lobster for Halloween one time. Well, I'd be up for that. <laughs> that would. It's Peter Gabriel, the singer of Genesis. Yeah. Was kicked out of Genesis. Yeah. By Phil Collins, I'm assuming. I'm assuming, yeah. <laughs> no fucking leave the project for dressing like a worm. No worms in this bed. Amazing. Well, let that be a lesson to all you bands. Don't dress like a worm. Yeah. I was thinking about it until I read that, and then I've entirely ruled it out. We should introduce costumes. Actually, no, that's a terrible idea. Let's not do that. Apparently, Maynard from uh, Tool and Perfect Circle, he dressed up as, as Beetlejuice for uh, <laughs> Halloween. For Halloween. He looked good. I feel I feel like he could pull that off. He did. It was, it was good. He could look like um, Keaton. Was it Michael Keaton? He did look exactly like Michael Keaton. Is it Michael Keaton? I think so. I mean, I've got Google right here. Why don't I have a look? Yeah, Google it. Because he's, he's he's the first Batman, the first Batman in the Batman movies. Alec Baldwin. Oh no, wait, that's the fucking husband. Uh, blah, 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 blah. No, yeah, it's Keaton. Um, so he's in Birdman, the movie. Keaton. 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 Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. <laughs> Keaton. Stop saying Keaton. Keaton. Yeah, it was Michael Keaton. A jackal. It's a jackal. A jackal. It's a jackal. A jackal. A jackal. Jackal. So, I mean, that's some amazing facts of the week. There you go. Yeah. Um, and we even have more news. Fuck, then. This, if anything, is too many segments. We're giving them away. We should be charging. We should be charging for this. You should You should like and subscribe to this shot. To, to this thing that you can't like or subscribe. Give them a jingle for the news, because if it's good news, it should be jingleized. Uh, well, this one's a conspiracy. Uh, EDM conspiracy. Christmas conspiracies. All right, so the conspiracy this week is a music tech company releases new sexist audio interface, especially for females. Just for females. You can't have one, guys. Why not? Well, they just won't sell it to you. Why not? What if I just bought one? They'll check your pants, smell your dick, and they will refuse you entry into buying one of these hot potatoes. An audio interface, especially for females? Yeah. I don't know, man. That's, that that seems like that's something that I think our um, women DJ colleagues are probably going to steer. Oh my god, it looks like it's a makeup palette. Yeah, it's like a little makeup thing. It's in, a with sound a card on. that looks like a makeup palette, and it flips up, and the buttons are all that makeup palette coloured, and it's it, got a mirror with a little mirror. I don't know. All the female DJs that we know, I think, are going to middle finger that shit. See, that seems sexist. The fact that they made up look look like a fucking makeup container. I know. There's no way people are going to buy into that shit. That's that's so sexist. In, tr- in trying to appeal to females, they were sexist. Do you know what the equivalent of that is? What? I'm gonna I'm gonna try I'm gonna try and tread this carefully. If they made a sound card where like the record button was a football, and <laughs> and like yeah. the the play yeah. button was a um Flames. a gun, yeah, <laughs> uh, a a bomb for like extra a, bass, yeah, extra bass, and. Uh, Come on, look at that. That is well sexist. Yeah. It, unless, this, here we go again, it's 2018. If if girls have made this, if this is like a female-led company that's made this product for females, then maybe it's like a, a subversive fuck you to a male-driven industry of audio technology. <laughs> well, 
I think it's going to be impossible to find out who owns the company. I, I, I think it's safe to say that that wasn't designed by a female. That was designed by some Someone misguided who, twat. Yeah, who thought it was a good idea. No, yeah. that's terrible. That's a... Um... All right, yours is better. Oh, that's well, nice. I just thought we needed to double up with the size of the fail of that product. And, and I'll, I'm going to... I see your... I haven't got that. I've only got CSI and the Womp. That's sexist. I think I think all of our um, female colleagues will agree with that. That making a sound card out of a makeup palette is probably a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's that sounded very partridge. That's a bad idea. All right. Um, well, so we'll play one more song. We'll come back and say goodbye for the rest of the year, and then we'll play the crucial moment of this whole podcast and the whole year, as far as I'm concerned, the Christmas Metal Minute. Uh, what sort of tune are you feeling? You feeling something, uh, something drum and bassy, something jazzy? I want to hear some drum and bassy. Okay, here we go. Well, this is uh, before we head down to Australia to play New Year's Eve in Perth, where we grew up with Pendulum live playing drum and bass. I want to hear drum and bass for the last podcast again, again. All right. Well, this is noisy and face deep down.
That was heavy. Noisier with it again. Ad face. Sorry, I was wine drinking. Yeah. They've had a good year, Noisier. They always have a good year. Yeah, trundling along with their supreme production. Big up, guys. Yeah. Nick and all that. Yeah. Have a Merry Christmas. So, um, to close out the the year and the pod and the the newly established podcast. Do we have any other things to add? I think we've covered everything. Um, 2019, that's a futuristic sounding year, isn't it? Yeah, what's bad as well is like um, we were reading from our management as well, briefs uh, going into 2022 and just like even reading that number of, of, of years, I was like, no, nah, it won't be alive in 2022. Yeah. It does seem, oh, it, 2020 so, seems fucking ages away. 2020 seems mad. Well, actually, what what is mad is apparently Blade Runner was set in 2019. Shit, it was. Yeah. That's mad. Flying cars didn't happen. Flying ads. Eh, there's ads on the side of garbage trucks in the UK, so maybe that's... I mean, if Elon Musk has anything to do with it, the cars can fly. Have you, have you seen those garbage trucks with, with screens on them? Yeah. <laughs> it's very Blade Runner. I love that. Yeah. There's something... But how, how do you get traffic to work in a flying car? That's a subject for a whole other podcast. Well, I guess there's more space vertically. Probably free, frees up space horizontally. Does that make but sense? But you would need some kind of you would need telemetry uh, devices that would, that could warn other vehicles where they were, so, I mean, they they, could, so they could all avoid each other. There's things that people have worked out, you know, on how to uh, avoid drones sort of smashing into each other. I'm sure they can do the same thing with cars. Yeah, I guess so. As well, because like the same way air traffic control works, no one wants to hear this. I'm not going to go. I'm, I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> no, absolutely, no one wants to hear how air traffic control works. Did that wine help you self censor? It did. Good. But <laughs> air traffic control does keep lanes of flights in, at certain heights. That's lanes the- of flights at certain heights. Yep. 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 So yeah, I guess there we go. Stay tuned for flying cars. But does it actually avoid them by itself, or does it just beep and they have to fly around? So they have. So the planes will have. Um, collision detection right but what air traffic control will do as they're on a flight path is we'll stack them so they will stack at various heights so no one's ever gonna so no one crossing a path will ever have you ever looked out the window on especially in america if you, if you ever look out the window and you will see like a whole shitload of them yeah, yeah but just like uh, like way like really really low below you will just like as plane will just zoom by yeah so that's yeah, it's stacked that. in a different it's like a different highway basically did you ever play that game when like the iPhone came out? This is going to date me, but when the like the first iPhones came out, they had that game fucking flight control simulator. Yes, yes, yeah. I always thought the problem with that was that you couldn't do it vertically, obviously, because it's a two D screen, right? But... And you had to, you had to you had to um, reroute planes so they all could land separately and not collide with each other. Yeah, yeah no, they have like big jumbo jets and smaller planes, and you got to manage them all at the same time. So that was a great game. What happened to games? I don't know. Fun Spe- games speaking of games, though, I did, because um, I was sick the, the whole last week, I downloaded Assassin's Creed um, Odyssey. Is that L- new? Bloody love it. Is it new? Great, yeah. Also, Battlefield Five is great as well. What's V in Roman numerals? Five. Yeah, Battlefield Five. Yeah. Amazing. Love that. I, I played four, but I got killed by too many people when I quit. So I rage quit. The Battlefield Five has a good again um, campaign mode where you can do like so. So you know how the Nazis were like literally on the cusp of building an atomic bomb. Yeah. But to do that, they had to uh, generate heavy water so they could separate some bullshit. 
to make a nuclear bomb. Um, and there's a team of Norwegians that they... So they were doing it in Norway, and there was a team of Norwegians they dropped in from London. They flew them over. Right. They dropped them in, and they destroyed the the plant that was making this heavy water. Mm-hmm. So that that's one of the missions. Because it's one of these kind of, like, glossed over parts of, of the Second World War that, like... You know, if it wasn't for that, we'd be speaking German. So there you go. Is is every battlefield based on World War Two? No, um, some of them are like modern situations, like uh, Afghanistan and stuff. And one of them's like the First World War, and another one's, another one's equally as boring as the other ones I mentioned. <laughs> are they all? Are they, they're all multiplayer, though. Oh yeah, every, everything that comes out these days is multiplayer. I can't fucking. I hate multiplayer, man. Do I just you- don't do it. I'm too old and too shit. So, I just want to. I want to experience things on my own without the twats. I think we said that already in the Fallout review. In the Fallout review, yeah. But like, so, so yeah. Um, but the campaigns are just really interesting because they they cover actual things that happened in the Second World War, but just that weren't very well documented. I shouldn't even be commenting on games. You know, you know the last three games that I played. What? Mega Man Six, Mega Man Five, Great, Great. and Mega Man Four. <laughs> I'm, I'm going through the list until I get to. <laughs> Until I get to the first one. There you go. It's amazing. I love it. So, the medal minute for the final knife cast of 2018. Run it. Oh, yeah. We'll see you next year, by the way. Happy New Year. Happy New Year and Christmas shit. Have a good time. All that shit. We'll be back with exciting guests, probably. Exciting guests and new music. If they don't stop getting married and fucking... <laughs> reneging. Reneging on their on their <laughs> responsibilities to our podcast. <laughs> you bastards. We love you. All right, here we go.
This year is now finished. Please go and enjoy the festivities, even if it means humoring family members that are angry at each other for reasons that you don't care about. Remember, peace and quiet is more valuable than being right in an argument about Trump. Wow. This sure is a long outro, maybe I should start my own podcast. Goodbye. <laughs>